0: In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, 10 lucrative ideas to maximize your farming profits in 2021. These ideas won't break the bank, but will certainly give you a head start.
1: Then AfriVet joins us to talk about the dangers of an illegal anti-parasitic drug that is being portrayed on pharmacists' groups as a miracle cure for COVID-19. This as Mzanzi staggers under the toll of the coronavirus.
0: Farmers shows Do, Fail, Learn, Repeat, the truth behind building businesses as their book of the week. The app of the week is the ideal solution for smallholder farmers who want to transform their land.
1: Our economic outlook for the year ahead remains bleak, but since agriculture was last year's shining star, could now be the perfect time to grow your agribusiness? We chat to John Hudson, Nedbank's head of agriculture, to find out.
0: Sussex breeder Anelia Fanikerk shares her tips for handling cattle easily and safely, and the HealthSquared Agri Update is back with a bang.
2: This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life from South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs.
0: Hey, I'm Zanzi. Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 57 of Food for Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, and you are listening to South Africa's most downloaded Farmers podcast.
1: Yes, yes, and I'm Duncan Vasua, and it is great to be back with the first episode of 2021. But a special word of welcome to the farmers and agripreneurs in other parts of the world, Dawn, especially those in Zimbabwe who had us trending over the December holidays.
0: Right, let's kick off today's show. The coronavirus will be with us for at least another year. But 2020 has proved that agriculture is still alive with possibilities. If you're smart, you will pick at least one lucrative business idea to grow your business. Here is Ivor Price, Food for Zanzi's co-founder.
3: Hey Dawn, yes, many farmers have reached out to Food for Mzansi asking for advice. It's a new year after all, but many aren't sure whether they should be making any big boy or big girl moves in 2021. The economy is in a very bad shape, to put it lightly. And we are also in the midst of the COVID-19 lockdown that's now been going on for just about nine months. So our colleague, journalist Donna van Eeren, spoke to a couple of experts to compile a list of just 10 ideas. 10 ideas for lucrative small-scale farming in 2021. Donna, I guess the important thing for any farmer, or any prospective farmer for that matter, is to firstly do proper market research right?
4: Definitely Ivor. If you want to expand your farming enterprise or perhaps start farming for the very first time, you should definitely do proper market research first. We don't want you ending up with a high yield but nowhere to sell your produce. So first up on our list of money spinners are so-called fast growing produce. According to Farming South Africa, these are the most promising produce you should plant for fast and profitable returns. The full details are available on Food From Zanzi's website, but it basically includes lettuces, radishes, baby carrots, squash, cucumbers and bush beans – basically any veggies that take between 25 and 70 days to grow, meaning you can make money in as little as 3 months.
3: Donna was also surprised to see chickens on the list of ideas for lucrative small-scale farming. We know South Africans love chicken, but I thought there would be an oversupply. Farming South Africa, however, lists broiler chickens as well as layer chickens for farmers who want a quick profit after investing in their farming enterprises. Of course, broiler chickens grow really fast, and you can start selling them after just five weeks and then make some profits five weeks later. Layer chickens take a little longer to grow, Donna, and to start producing eggs, but you can buy young layers and start turning profit in a short period of time as well.
4: Also on the list are rabbits and pig farming. Both are very fast growers, but be very sure to identify a market before you start breeding rabbits. The market has been under a bit of pressure last year. Pigs are a safer bet. According to hobby farms, pigs are animals that grow your initial investment a lot, but they need time to grow. Speed the process up by buying piglets and start making profit in just about four months. Up-and-coming farmers should definitely also explore mushroom farming, beekeeping and honey production, urban agriculture, microgreens, fish farming, and flowers. These avenues require very little investment and you can make quite a bit of money fairly quickly too if you make some clever moves.
3: What on earth are microgreens?
4: Microgreens are basically baby plants that are around 10 to 14 days old. They are the small edible vegetables that fancy restaurants use as garnishing for a dish or serve in a salad. You'll find that they're in high demand. Customers like their visual appeal and health benefits
3: there you have it farming can be an unforgiving business but as we learned during the coronavirus lockdown the agricultural sector is highly resilient and meaningful if you are brave enough to make clever moves all the best for 2021 don and duncan
1: back to you thanks Ivor, and of course that begs the question is 2021 the right time for farmers to expand their agribusinesses well, before you can make any hasty decisions, you need to make sure your company is actually ready for growth. For that, we've got Nedbank's Head of Agriculture,
5: John Hudson, up next. Best wishes from NetBank Agriculture for 2021. I suppose the question is, is 2021 going to be as good or better than 2020? Yes, I think so. Certainly, it holds great promise. It is on the back of a good 2020, so the base is quite high. But all things point to some real positive opportunities in 2021. As to whether this will suit, you know, all farming businesses, well, probably not. It does come down to specific circumstances in your farming business, whether it's a good time to expand. But certainly, I think there's a lot of positives. And the important part of it is that I feel agriculture has a a massive role to play in rebuilding the country's economy. And it is the lifeblood of our rural communities. We really do need agriculture to fire in 2021. There are some short-term challenges. The land bank funding crisis or the funding crisis that is impacting the sector at large is is a major concern. I think while the commercial banks will step in, we do need land bank to function effectively and to play their role going forward. But once again, best wishes to the sector. And Nedbank is certainly looking to continue supporting the sector. And we look forward to a good 2021. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us, John Hudson, the National Head of Agriculture at Nedbank. And from agribusiness to COVID-19, government is getting major pushback from, among others, farmer groups about the coronavirus vaccine. Farmers are pushing for ivermectin, a drug that is illegal for human consumption in South Africa. Joining us now is Dr. Peter Oberum, the Managing Director of AvriVet.
6: I'm aware that people all over the country are desperate After 10 months facing an ever-growing COVID-19 threat, and hence are turning to whatever seems to be a solution, a solution meaning prevention or treatment of COVID-19. We've had reports from the field that there is an increase in demand from various outlets for various brands of ivermectin-containing stock remedies. It is an issue.
0: The South African Health Product Regulatory Authority says in terms of safety and efficacy, there is no evidence to support the use of ivermectin as a cure for the coronavirus. But there are very recent academic studies about the drug's potential. What's the deal?
6: If I'm not mistaken, SAPRA's actual statement was we have not seen any evidence, meaning that no data has been presented to them. There are numerous peer-reviewed articles about antiviral activity of ivermectin. A top U.S. pulmonologist, Dr. Pierre Khoury of FCCCA, the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance, has appeared before the U.S. Senate to appeal for recognition of the positive role ivermectin can play in the prevention and treatment of covid The EVMS and the MathPlus protocols for the treatment of COVID cases include ivermectin as the backbone of their treatment. The World Health Organization has done a preliminary review of available data and has confirmed ivermectin efficacy in COVID treatment. top of that, the Indian government, I believe, is distributing a home COVID treatment kit which contains ivermectin, doxycycline, zinc et al. The issue is the legal regulatory process administrated by SAPRA itself. Companies must compile a dossier of the safety and efficacy data against COVID in people and present this to SAPRA. They must then evaluate it and if Supra is satisfied, they will register the medicine for use against COVID in humans. This process normally takes three to four years. This for me is the issue or the deal.
0: Are you aware of South Africans, perhaps even farmers or their workers, who have taken ivermectin based on the social media buzz? If so, what was the outcome?
6: From the spike in sales and from anecdotal evidence, I do think farmers and perhaps others are using ivermectin containing stock remedies to prevent and treat COVID. As we are not involved in any way with this questionable practice, I have no information or experience with the outcomes. Sorry.
0: Before we say goodbye, doctor, is it legal to recommend the use of animal products for use in humans? What's your final word of advice to those listening?
6: No, absolutely not. It is in fact a criminal act to recommend off-label use of any product, including ivermectin-containing stock remedies for use in humans. My final word is that it seems that there is sufficient information and evidence to say that there is something in the use of ivermectin for the prevention and treatment of COVID. Currently, 500 plus people are dying a day. People are afraid and desperate. I truly think that given the worldwide impact of COVID, SAPRA should make it their business to find, not wait for it to come to them, evidence one way or the other. Two, they should approach companies and in the Indian government who have ivermectin-containing products registered elsewhere and encourage collaboration to review all data and more importantly, facilitate the possible registration of an ivermectin-containing product for human use. This will stop the illegal use in its tracks.
0: Thank you, Dr. Peter Oberam, the Managing Director of Avrivet. Wow, Mom, why did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe
7: using grain
2: chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain chickens your number one choice. Grainfield chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens, bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za
1: This is Farmer's Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Food for Zanzi. Now for our book of the week, as selected by listeners of the show, entrepreneur Nicholas Haralambas is the author of Do, Fail, Learn, Repeat the Truth Behind Building Businesses.
8: I think I was really lucky that uh, my parents taught me a level of resilience. And I talk about that word very specifically in the book, that you kind of have to learn that failure is not an end point. And I'm trying to get people to reframe the way they think of failure. So I like to think of failure as a through point. It's something you have to work through so that you can learn a lesson and then repeat the experience of building a business or whatever it is you're working on and get better at it through the failure. As any good parent, they wanted me to be better than they were and have more than they had. So they never wanted me to be an entrepreneur. They wanted me to get a stable job like any good Greek parent. They wanted me to be a doctor or lawyer. So they didn't help me understand this. Uh, Looking back on my dad's experience as an entrepreneur, I was able to see how he suffered and the depression that comes with failure. And I was able to recognize that in him and then understand what was happening to me. The practicalities of failing, let's not mince words. Failure is, it's a trauma. It's not a fun thing to go through. But I've kind of managed to understand that those traumas are beneficial to me. There's actually something called post-traumatic growth that lots of scientific research is being done on how humans rebound after we've suffered a trauma, whether it's better relationships with your family, a better life decision. I just get through the trauma because I know that there's a point on the other side where I'm going to be able to look back and learn something new.
1: I absolutely love his work. That was, of course, Nicholas Harulambos, the author of Do Fail, Learn, Repeat the Truth behind building businesses now remember you can of course also email info at food if you want to suggest the next book of the week now farmers have you ever heard of the hella farmers app well this app was developed to improve the livelihoods of smallholder farmers by providing them with affordable organic and environmentally friendly farming practices sounds amazing right well we now catch up with james konde he manages the farmer training and app development team all the way in mombasa kenya we at hala and farmers who are using the
9: hala farmers app believe that this is a tool every small scale farmer should download simply because it's an exciting new web-based smartphone app it contains basic and sustainable agricultural techniques for smallholder farmers. The app builds on the growing demand for educational needs of smallholder farmers for knowledge and time sensitive information. There are currently millions of farmers in rural communities relying on inadequate extension workers across Africa for this information and knowledge. In process, that is today slow, inefficient and expensive. The Hala Farmers app addresses this directly at the touch of a button. It is simple, graphic, visually rich, and highly practical online interactive resource in English and Swahili, with audio options in Swahili to appeal to a broader audience. In time, the Hala Farmers app has the opportunity to empower smallholder farmers across the world and encourage them to be the entrepreneurs of the future. Download it now from Google Play Store. Thank you from Hala community. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Bye.
1: Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.
0: Remember to stay tuned for our chat with Sussex breeder Annelia van Niekerk. But first, we are excited to welcome back the HealthSquared Agri Update, empowering future focused farmers. And this week, we're talking about the Employee Wellness Program.
10: Today, I'm joined by Dr. Corbis Lopesha. He is an agricultural economist and independent consultant at Agility Agri. And I'm also joined by Marcia LaRue. She's a sales executive at Agility Channel. Being competitive doesn't
11: just mean you have the right price, the right product, and the right place. But What is constantly being increasingly important is what are the environment you're coming from? Not just in terms of the physical environment, but also the people side of environment. And we we are able, and and especially because of social media and and the fact that we are digitally empowered now, you cannot hide in terms of what you do. So when we then present our products in whatever market, you know, the buyer has the choice. Buy apples from the Western Cape Follow through in terms of environmental adherence, and compliance, and also the well-being of the people. Or they can buy an apple from any other part of the, of the world, and that is the, that, that is what we need to do. So we have to look in terms of a, of a holistic approach in terms of the total well-being. Now, importantly, farms are driven by people. You know, the farmer and his team. Without them, there's nothing to you know to do. There's no product. There will be no product. There's no optimization as far as that so You cannot replace all people with machinery. So having said that, is how do we then equip enable our people in, team, in a team sort of arrangement to do what is required from them, you know, to make the farm work and the farm will work if we can sell our products competitively any place in the world.
10: Now, Marsha, you understand it better than both Dr. Lokshu and I probably understand it. In terms of what offerings are specifically available and more specifically, what Agility Agri has to offer in terms of solutions that farmers can possibly tap into, what do we look for and what are some of the key objectives when it comes to the Agility Employee Wellness solution?
2: Don't I have to agree with Dr. Quibbis when he said that your employees are your most important capital in your business, and especially on a farm, and it becomes more and more evident that employers are seeking a solution for the well-being of their staff, and very specifically, why are we looking at these choices when we are in an employer situation, it definitely reduces absenteeism. It really also gives a higher productivity because these individuals have opportunities and access to benefits that really enhance them as an individual. And I will get back to those benefits. But also, when you have an employee well-being solution as the one that I'm going to mention, it also identifies and manages that human capital risk that you could be exposed to. And with all these benefits, reducing the absenteeism, improving productivity, and also keeping your employees healthier for longer, it definitely comes back to that term of becoming an employer of choice, but also for the employees to feel that they are being valued by you in terms of what their requirements would also be from a well-being perspective. So looking at agility, AGRI and our Agility Employee Wellbeing Program that we have, the benefit and a very big positive is that when an employer, a farmer and his staff belongs to Agility or squared or Medical Aid, they do get a portion of our employee well-being benefits as a complementary. And it's definitely a core aspect within the well-being of employees where we can then have a look and assist them with the psychological aspects that they could encounter financial distress that they might have but also legal and we've seen with these black swan events we've all been faced with one of those three and it's very difficult sometimes to speak to an employee about this because we do have a concern about our safety in our job if they find out that we have these issues that are causing a presenteeism aspect of me being at work. So giving them access to a 24 seven helpline where you've got professionals that can deal with psychosocial aspects give you advice financially and legally, this is definitely something that enhances the employee's well-being and they feel that they, the employer have created an opportunity for them to speak to somebody that's professional and can assist them in these times.
10: I think the biggest thing to also consider, Marsha, would also be whether the cost outweighs the means. Like, is it worth it in the long run? Dr. Loksha do you agree that an investment now and adapting and changing to incorporating well-being and a wellness and awareness about the health of, of the employees on your farm is relevant, and how do we sort of change the conversation around farmers and agri and agriculturists even starting to think about it at all? Well,
11: I see that labor in, in the agriculture is cheap and readily available. Actually, there's an abundance of labor. Now, if we look into the latest figures, we said yes. You know, employment is a up in the latest quarter, quarterly statistics, that may be seasonal drilling, but hopefully we'll be able to maintain this above 750 people employment in agriculture, but that's the statistics. What is now needed, and Masha rightfully referred to the fact that it's seen that a farm is different from any other place in the market. let's step back again. We're talking about a value chain, starting with a farmer pivotal in making decisions in terms of sourcing inputs and getting it on the farm and then... Produce and beyond the farm gate. It's a value chain per se. What we try to do is, is the fact that farmers are remotely operating doesn't seclude them and the employees for what is, they can do in, in cities. So that is very important. So when we talk about the value chain, don't just see the farmer on his farm as an individual, you know, shying you know, away from the realities. So my view is that on a farm, it's part of the value chain, once it starts and treat your people as your nearest neighbor, extended family. That's how I grew up. My late mother was organizing that, you know, ensuring that when people get to the hospital, get to school, the clinic, in the farm, we need to reestablish that because we need to take hands. And once that's been done as a given, this is not an extent, this is a sort of so, so to be standard. Once you have those facilities, then you can add on what Agility then can bring to the table is yes, order, monitor, monitoring, performance assessment, and, and get see what do you get into it. You get your money back in terms of what it's not about spending and saving on people's life, you get empowering a, a different work establishment on farms and within the value chain. So sometimes agribusiness will argue, okay, for right, this is not my cup of tea in terms of what's happening on the farm. And that's not correct because he, the agribusiness, work with products coming from a farm, and as I indicated earlier, is what, when it comes from, is going to count more and more and more, you know, and that kind of difference is very important to treat it. We must see it and we must treat it, and once treated with the right tools, I think we can enhance competitiveness on our farms.
10: I think the one thing that stood out for me there, Dr. Loebscher, is the empowerment. People sort of often overlook that. When you empower people, their contributions is more valued and they're part of community like you so rightly said. Now, in terms of the specifics, maybe I can get into the specifics with you, Marsha. What exactly does the solution offer employees on the various, on the farm and and in terms of services and support? You mentioned earlier there's a phoning service, but what else is there? And I know that it includes health, emotional well-being, all financially dependent. So maybe you can tell us a bit about the features. What does the core program and comprehensive
2: program actually do? I think, and as I mentioned before, as a member of HealthSquared or Agility Agri, you will automatically have access to our EWP core program, which is the 24-7 assistance line for psychosocial, financial, and legal advice that you can get. But then we can also look at it from a risk management perspective and tailor-make it specifically into what the farmer is looking at or could be concerned about. A nice thing that we can also do is a trend analysis um, and provide the farmer with a specific reporting structure that can identify certain risks from a claiming perspective that we can see the farmer having a possible risk in future. So the other part of our EWP program, our comprehensive program, specifically focuses on that, where we can then pinpoint exactly what the farmer requires and what assistance from that perspective will come. And this will be in the form of examples such as a VCT campaign that we can run then for the employees on the farm, HIV counseling with treatment and management thereof, of absenteeism management, identifying what the root cause of that is, and then putting measurements and mitigations in place to definitely reduce that that trend that we're seeing, and then preventative screening that we can do, biometric reports that we can do, and also then management consultations to assist even those individuals that are responsible for the employees from a human resource perspective, how to identify these kind of risks, how to use what we've incorporated from employee wellbeing program to them to really get their return on investment, but most importantly, for the employee's well-being then to be enhanced through these wonderful benefits that we have. So Dawn, in a nutshell, we can customize it exactly for what the farmer requires. It's not a one-package-fits-all, as Dr. Corbus mentioned right in the beginning of the, the session. So it's really identifying and having the opportunity to sit with the farmer, understand what the requirements and the needs and possible challenges are, and then building something as a partnership with the farmer and creating that employee well-being on a proactive scale rather than a reactive scale.
1: That's it for this week's Health Squared Agri update. Next up, the man who brought us bougie jaffles, Chad Januari, is the editor of Pick and Pay's Fresh Living magazine, and he's got the secret to the perfect home cooked
7: meal. Now, I don't think that there's one specific ingredient that comes to mind when I think of this, because what makes South Africa great is our combination of different heritages and cultures. You know, that is then manifested in the food that we serve and bring to the table. Because as a nation and as a people, we are colorful. So in turn, our food then represents it. It's full of life, it's full of color, it's full of flavor. So our cuisine can't necessarily be pinned down to a specific flavor profile or an ingredient. And even though we've got the likes of, you know, Roy tea and Bolton, you know, in our favor, it is our ability to combine certain flavors and cooking methods, you know, that makes us so unique. However, the one common thread that I think holds us all together is that our food is always meant to be shared. Whether it be around the dinner table, you know, the fire, or even on the couch in the lounge, when eating the perfect home-cooked South African meal, the air should always be filled with mouth-watering smiles, lively conversation, plenty of laughter. And there's always leftovers to take home. That's the whole point of sharing. You know, there's the foil-wrapped parcels to give to the neighbours, or sending home a family member with food in a Tupperware that you know you're never going to see again. So I'd say that the trick... To the perfect home-cooked South Africa meal is not the meal itself and what goes into it. Whether it be a lavish roasted leg of lamb or simply steamed corn with aromat and butter, it's about the feeling of togetherness, sharing and fellowship.
1: We've just about reached the end of this week's episode on Farmers Inside Track. But as promised, we end of the show with Sussex breeder Annelia van Niekerk's Farmer Tip of the Week she was born and bred on the Walverdint farm near Rates in the Free State, and today she manages and runs her own business, Sonadorstad.
9: A very, very important tip for every farmer, and I think every farmer knows this already, is bookkeeping and keeping records of everything you are doing in your farming business. You can go back and look at your records and see what what did go wrong, what can I do differently, what can I improve, what did work actually for me. And I think in that way, your business and your farm can move forward.
0: And Analia Farnikirk's Farmer Tip of the Week brings us to the end of this week's Farmers Inside track. Proudly brought to you by Foodform Zanzi. For daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za It's www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yes, and remember if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. The Farmer's Inside Track is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and of course also on foodformzanzi.co.za.
0: From me, Donumdu, Numdu, Duncan Masiwa and the rest of the Food for Zanzi team, have a great week. And please, let's continue to keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zansi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.